This show is made possible by support from Landsharks.ca. Visit them for all your coin and swag needs at www.landsharks.ca. And by viewers like you. Thank you for your donations. Parrothead caching, city trail caching, and Cito caching. This and a blast from the past. It's April 23rd, 2011. This is Track Files. Hi there, and welcome to Track Files. I'm your host, Ison Rye. Track Files is a podcast featuring geocaching news, upcoming events, major milestones, YouTube videos, and podcast rewind. My website is trackfiles.tv. My email address is geoisonrye at isonrye.com. You can follow me on Twitter at trackfiles. And if you're a fan of the show, make sure you sign up for the Trackfiles Facebook fan page. So, what's new? Well, again, there was no episode last weekend. Sorry about that, folks. Our, um, my internet service provider had a bit of a major breakdown and actually all Northern British Columbia was without service from this company on during the weekend. So it made uh, research and doing the show a little bit difficult. However, the downtime did give me a chance to go out and finally do some caching. And I found a couple and there are now a ton of new caches here in the Prince George area. It's springtime, it's caching season again. So the fever is burning and I really can't wait to get out and start logging up some numbers again. However, I've got this little show to do, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get in the caching news. For our first news article, we read in the Princeton Union Eagle, searching for my lost shaker assault. My close friends will tell you that I've been looking for that lost shaker assault most of my life. The search started when I was 12 and received my very first Jimmy Buffett album from my dad. Now, of course, I didn't know what tequila was, had never heard of a margarita, and understanding that a cocktail glass was rimmed with salt was way beyond my comprehension. But that didn't stop me then. As a matter of fact, after 33 Jimmy Buffett concerts, countless trips to the Florida Keys, and memberships in three Jimmy Buffett Parrothead chapters over time, the search remains alive. In November, the search took me to Key West and the Keys. Next week, I'm continuing my search in Key West and then the Cruisin' Amphitheater in West Palm Beach where I'll search the parking lot when Jimmy Buffett and a band take the stage for my 34th concert. I have a feeling I'm getting closer to finding that lost shaker result than ever before. That's because I've discovered a great new tool to aid me in my quest, geocaching. So there you go, a great article on someone's introduction to our sport of geocaching. The article goes on where he compares the ever-long search for his lost shaker result with that of a lost Tupperware box underneath a pile of rocks. It's a great article. As usual, visit my website, trackfiles.tv, for a link to the full-length article. The next we read how a small town would like to integrate geocaching into some of their local parks. We read in annarbor.com. Geocaching trail proposed for Dexter Downtown Parks. The village of Dexter is considering the creation of a geocaching trail that would start in its downtown and wind through its seven parks. Allison Bishop, Dexter's Community Development Director, said the village is trying to find ways to get people to Dexter and into the parks. And that's exactly what this hobby brings to the area, Stecklack says. It benefits the community through tourism and brings people into areas and parks that they normally wouldn't visit. He said people will visit friends and relatives in other cities and states and geocache. It takes you to places that are unique, historical, and beautiful, he said. Plus, the hobby gets people outside and walking and doesn't cause harm to the environment because although they must be waterproof, geocaches aren't buried. So I really enjoy these stories about how governments are starting to integrate caching into their parks. It's a win-win situation. 
They get to go out in Hyde Park to promote tourism. We get to go and find them. Next, we have a video article from the Libertyville Patch. Geocachers clean up North Shore bike path. The geocachers of Northeastern Illinois braved the rain this weekend to participate in the biannual cleanup of the North Shore bike path that runs from Libertyville to Lake Bluff. So folks, this is a video report and I got the whole thing for you here on Track Files. Let's have a look. The North Shore bike path is a little cleaner this week thanks to the members of the geocachers of Northeastern Illinois and their biannual cash-in trash-out event. But what is geocaching? Geocaching is sort of like a kind of a scavenger hunt. People put uh, hide little things all over the world and then post uh, the latitude and longitude on a website and uh, people like us think that sounds like fun and load that information into our GPSs and go look for it. We've both been caching since June, July of 2008. Uh, a, a friend of ours we play poker with uh, started telling me about it and uh, just said, you know what, I'll give it a go, bought a GPS, sooner or later found ourselves in the woods and and uh, been stuck with it ever, ever since. Well, uh, you know, I just like following my dad and uh, it's good to get outside, nice fresh air, climb some trees, find some caches, it's good. I think it's really fun. I like just like getting outdoors and just getting that great feeling when you find it. Before we started, we didn't even know that this stuff was there. We probably walked by it a thousand times. I think geocachers, since we spend so much time outdoors, and especially off the beaten path, we kind of get a bird's eye view, uh, first-hand look at uh, you know, how trashy some places can be. And uh, at the core of it, we want to take leave any place we visit better than we found it. We try to see, you know, even on a regular day, if we're just going for an ammo can in the woods and we see some trash in the area, we try to see every day, not just at events like this. Cedo is uh, short for cash in, trash out. All the events, it's been something we do at Lake County last three years now, going on our fourth year. We have a contract with Lake County, with the North Shore Bike Pets, and we just do this every April and October, and we just clean it up. There's, believe it or not, there's not a lot of trash on it, but it's something for us to do, get the community out here. Gona loves it, it's good PR for us, so it's great. We like doing things as a family, uh, getting outside a lot. Um, they like the toys and I like discovering new places and meeting new people. It's a, it's a good community. Uh, the four Buckleys can log that one now. It does stick to that. For our final news article, we visit with Popular Mechanics Magazine, where they write about geocaching. Geocaching, join the global game of hide and seek. Hidden in the framework of a classic New England covered bridge in Pittsburgh, Vermont, there's a Tupperware container with a surprise inside. I know this because I put it there. That Tupperware container is a geocache, and along with the surprise has a few standard contents. A logbook, a travel bug, and a chirp radio beacon. If you know what those things are, then you've already been initiated into the geocaching community. And if you're not familiar with those terms, then you're probably a muggle, and in all likelihood, you've been unknowingly walking past a world of hidden treasures for years. And it goes on explaining what caching is, what caching is all about. And it actually has a second article where it gets a little bit into geocaching terminology and geocaching culture. And as usual, I'll have links to this article on my website at trackfiles.tv. Check it out. Great, very well written article. Well, that about wraps it up for news. Time for this episode's caching video. Time for this episode's caching video. And for this episode, I'm going to try something a little bit different. Recently, one of my favorite podcasts, Newsreel with Sean Kennedy, released his 500th and final episode. So in honor of his great work in both video and audio, I want to replay one of my favorite caching videos, the 
Camel Valley Surprise from Episode 4 of Ice and Rice Geocaching Video Z. Why this particular video? Well, this cache was actually featured in one of his television programs, Patrolling. And as usual, I'll have links to Newsreel and Patrolling with the episode with this video in it in my website at trackfiles.tv. So ladies and gentlemen, fire up the Wayback Machine. We're going back to Episode 4 of Ice and Rice Geocaching Video Zing for a Campbell Valley Surprise on Track Files. Surprise is actually a multi-part cache. You start off at where we were when we shot the introduction and you have to go to different points and at each point you find a sign that gives you information or leads you to your next checkpoint. And once you get to your final checkpoint it'll tell you where the final cache is. So we're now at the basically second stop and if you take a look around it's quite a nice sight here. You read a sign, you get the information off there, you do a little bit of math, punch it into your GPS receiver and it tells you where to go. So it looks like from here, our next stop is about 800 meters behind me, back the way we came. So off we go. surprise in the Camel Valley surprise and it's it's quite a surprise but I'm not going to tell you what it is you're just gonna to have to come here and find out for yourself now as for the actual cash well I punched a number into the GPS drop but I fixed the problem so we're still about 180 meters away from the cash so we still got a little bit of hiking to go but uh, hey if you want to see something really cool you gotta come by check out Campbell Valley surprise and it's, it's quite surprised we don't know the area. Anyways, we gotta go find a cache. So it took a little bit of looking, but we found the sucker. Here it is. Campbell Valley Surprise Cache. Let's pop this puppy open. Well, we found our way back to the van. Farmer Dude, creator of Campbell Valley Surprise. Thanks, man. That's a really fun cast. So if you're ever down in the Langley area, make sure you check out Campbell Valley Surprise. So those are just a few of the highlights from that video. And as usual, I'll have links to where you can go and watch the entire episode on my website at trackfiles.tv. So now that you got you in a caching mode, 
let's find some great events to go to. Time for this episode's caching event calendar. Upcoming events. All these events are scheduled for next Saturday, April 30th, 2011, and are all CTO events. First, we start in Australia, where we have Lane Cove National Park Cleanup in New South Wales, hosted by Geocaching New South Wales. From there, we travel to England for the Turberry Common CTO event, hosted by Fudgeman. From there, we go to Arkansas for the Texarkana's first annual CTO event, hosted by Mom of Plenty. From there, we're going to Washington State for the Vancouver Lake Park CTO, hosted by Ida Joe 2. And finally, we hit Calgary for the Calgary Area Cachers CTO, hosted by the Calgary Area Cachers. So there you go, folks, just some of the many CTO events coming up next Saturday, April 30th. And as usual, I'll have links to these events on my website at trackfiles.tv. And if there's a CTO event in your area, get out to it. They're a lot of fun. So now that you got some CTO events to go to, time to load up the iPod with some great listening material. Time for this episode's Podcast Rewind. Podcast Rewind, looking back at this past week and caching podcasts. First, we start with Caching Maniacs, where Daryl and Dre interview Scott Burks of Chicago, Illinois. A few of his favorite hides are his Code Monkey and 80s movie cache series. Scott is a co-host of the Chicago Geocacher podcast. From there, we head over to the Geocaching podcast where they talk with Scott, an organizer of the 2011 Geocoin Fest. From there, we head over to Australia for Geotalk, where Geotalk travels to Canberra for the 10th anniversary of ACT caching. And finally, we come back to Colorado to the Centennial State Geocaching Podcast, where they have Vegas feeling the heat on the ET Highway Trail. So there you go, folks. I'll have links to those podcasts on my website, trackfiles.tv. Check them out. They make for some great listening. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Track Files. But before I go, just a few quick notes. First off, as usual, thanks to Landsharks for the continuing sponsorship of the Track Files Podcast. Make sure you check them out at landsharks.ca for all your coin and swag needs. Also, I have to thank financial contributors to the show. Folks, without your contributions, track files would not be possible. And if you'd like to contribute very easy, just visit my website, trackfiles.tv, and look for the PayPal buttons in the right side menu bar. Now, with next Saturday being CTO Day, if you're at a CTO event, take pictures and make sure you upload them to the Track Files Photo Challenge, because you never know when I may give away some more hardware from landsharks.ca. And as usual, I'll have links on my website, trackfiles.tv, on how you can sign up for the Track Files Photo Challenge. But in the meantime, in between time, that's it. Another episode of Track Files I hope you enjoyed. So until the next episode, cash on.